Welcome to the Raiders Training Camp Podcast, presented by SiriusXM. Live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, here are your hosts, Jesse Merrick and Eddie Pascal. All right, and we are back for another episode of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast, presented by SiriusXM. And for those of you watching on the YouTube, Jesse and I have changed uh, locations. We yeah. are here in the big studio doing some things and some experimentation. It feels good to be under the doesn't it, Jesse? It does, man. This beautiful studio in here, obviously good to show things off a little bit. A little more casual setting as well. Yeah, and casual is always good, right? Yeah, I think that you. when you get Eddie and Jesse together, it's going to be casual. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get from A to Z, but we don't need to be in the suits and the ties and all that. That's, nah, that's not us. I do enough of that. Yes, you sure do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you sure do on, on News 3 here in Las Vegas. Uh, but Jesse, we're now progressing through training camp. I think technically called this week two, second full week. Yeah. We're getting ready for a tra- excuse me, a preseason game, which is going to be fantastic. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're also going to talk to our pal Hunter Renfro to break yeah. down all things camp, all things animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah. We got to into a little bit yeah. of everything. We got a little bit of everything. So stick around to hang out uh, and hear us talk to Hunter. But uh, past couple of days at camp, right? We're now officially into the groove of things. What's really stood out to you when you watch these 2022 Raiders? I mean, I think you, you can see the progression, you know, as things move forward to that game-like atmosphere, which we're obviously going to see, you know, come Thursday. Um, you know, guys are improving. The competition along the offensive line is really heating up. That's one of the things that stood out the most to me. You know, I think we're starting to see things develop a little bit more in that area and seeing guys really get opportunities there, uh, both at right guard and right tackle in particular. Yeah, and I think that right side of the, the line, the entire right side yeah. of the line is one area that you and I have circled on our, our list for things that we want to see yeah. over the next four or five weeks. But switching sides of the ball, I mean, for me, one thing that, that's really stood out, and we talked about this last week when we were doing the show, is I think the, the Raiders DBs had a really nice week last week. Well, Pick it up and do it again because I think they had a really nice week again this week. And I've been really pleasantly surprised by that group just in, one, that kind of playmaking ability, but two, they've been doing it day in and day out. This is a group that's been consistent doing it. They have. And that, to me, you know, speaks volumes for them because this is such a, you know, solid receiving core. So many weapons that they have in that group. So to be able to stand up to the test of taking those guys in on day in and day out. And we see the receivers, you know, having their days as well. There's a back and forth battle between there. So that, I think, is exciting. It's something that Raider Nation should love to see as these guys continue to grow, because that's an area so many people think is a massive question mark. I don't think that's the case for them, really. Yeah, and I would kind of find myself probably like somewhere in the middle, right, where it's maybe a a small question mark, like a lowercase question mark for me, because I I think, look, the the absence of Trayvon Mullen is still something that we're waiting to see how that that kind of pans out. Does he come back? When will he come back? What will he look like when he comes back? But I I think that the depth there has been something that I've been really excited about. I mean, Rakyasin has looked very much like we have wanted Rakyasin to look. Yeah. Uh, and I think that with him, it's a, it's a case of, okay, we know what you can be. We saw it for a little bit last year watching from afar in Indy, but he has very much day-to-day been that dude out wide for the Raiders. He definitely has been. He's shown, you know, his chops in man-to-man coverage, you know, being a physical type of guy and a great job. Ball hawk in the sense of not interceptions and things like that, but getting in there with pass breakups, you know. And I think that's what we've seen a lot from this secondary, getting in there, knocking the ball away. Derek Carr noted, I believe it was yesterday, uh, you know, talked about the fact that it's sticky coverage. He even said, you know, some of it's tighter than he's seen in many games, you know. And so this is that time of year where you see that battle really going on back and forth between that group. So w- what they have shown has been massive, particularly, like you said, Rocky scene, Anthony Abert getting a ton of reps now as well with Trayvon Mullen not in the mix. When he does come back, if he does, you know, whatever the timeline is on that one, think about how much more the competition heats up in that group because he's obviously the guy that wants to come in and show to this coaching staff 
what he can do. So I think we're really only going to see this group continue to get better. And one guy we haven't even mentioned yet is Nate Hobbs. Exactly. Nate Hobbs had a really, really nice day at work today as we record this on, what's today, Jesse Monday, right? Today, today is Monday, Monday, yes. I, I had to think Monday. about that for yeah. a second as yeah. well. Yeah, we, we've reached yeah. that point, like, oh, is today Monday? But he had a really nice day today. Really sticky coverage. Uh, that one play on Devontae Adams that resulted in Devontae essentially kicking the pile on. Like, this is a guy who we've heard, we talk so much about that jump from year one to year two. You and I have talked about it with Trayvon Merrick, but I think Nate's going to be the same way where we really see kind of that nice jump from him this offseason, or excuse me, this preseason. Yeah, I think so as well. And he's a guy, you know, this was one of the ones we talked about in our training camp preview show when, when we were doing some of those things about, was he going to get any snaps outside? He's taking a couple reps here and there on the outside. So it's been fun to kind of watch that happen for him, you know, and take advantage of those. And again, continue to build off of the year that he had last year. You know, that's something with Nate Hobbs. We all know what he brings to the table, but being able to build off of last season and do it against a guy like Devontae, very, very impressed with him. Also, we're talking secondary as a whole. Trayvon Merrick continues to impress. Darren Waller hasn't been out there the last couple of days, so we've been deprived of that battle. But anytime Trayvon's been in coverage, he has shined you know, very well. Looks like he's taking that next step in terms of his coverage as well. You know, and just going back to Nate for a sec, we were hanging out with some of our, our friends from the national media here today, and a couple of them brought up the fact that, oh, I see you, Nate Hobbs. Yeah. I see you. So, like, if the national guys are coming in and they see you doing your thing, you're doing something right. Exactly. Anytime someone like that kind of jumps off to the page, because, you know, a lot of times when the national guys jump in, they're not going to be following some of the, the deeper battles mm -hmm. that we're watching. They're doing it more in that, like, broad landscape of things. So they're looking for those playmakers. And, again, they're going to look for guys to continue to stand out and build off of what they did. And, and Nate has done just that, has come as advertised as he was last year. And he's a guy that's incredibly interesting to me for a variety of reasons, number one of which you, you hit the nail on the head where is he a guy that is versatile enough to go inside, to go outside? Yeah. Can he spell a rocky ascent? Can, like, it'll be really interesting to see what Patrick Graham does with him because we've heard so much about how multiple Patrick Graham can be, how versatile, how, how he's going to change things from week to week to week. Like the Nate Hobbs role yeah. in 2022, whatever it is, is going to be fascinating. It is. It really is. And I talk about this all the time. Anytime we talk about Nate, I want to see how he's used as a blitzer. I haven't seen it a ton throughout camp thus far, but I'm excited to see, you know, where they send him from as he moves around. Obviously he's majority going to be in the slot, but you know what the looks look like when they do send him on the blitz, that's going to be, I think, exciting to see. Cause he has that other element to him where he can go in there and get it and mix things up in the pocket there. And, and he flashed that a little bit last year too. Yeah. Like it's not like we're, we're, you know, hypothesizing, oh, can he do this? Does he have this good? We saw it last year. Yeah. Uh, and so now seeing how Patrick Graham is kind of going to unleash that part of his game is going to be a blast. But before we get to our guy, Hunter Renfro, sticking in that wide receiver room, today, play of the day, Mac Hollins, dude, and it's not even close in the end zone. Not even. That was an unbelievable one-handed diving, correct? As Di kinda... Diving, falling. I mean, it was, like, yeah, yeah, corner of the end zone and the goal line, you know, drill there. I mean, that was... That was a lot of fun to see him pull that in. The fans obviously went nuts. There's a lot of people at practice, a lot of local high school players and things like that as well. Everyone went ballistic. The the play of, honestly, the last couple days. I mean, yeah. there's no other one that stands out more to me than that. Also, too, we got to give a little love to Divine Diablo. Came down yes. with an interception today as well. You know, he's looked good in coverage. That was a big part of his game of why he got the opportunity last year and continues to grow in that area. It's pretty incredible to think that how, and I mean this in a great way, how trendy the divine was last year yeah. especially towards the end of the year he seems like a dude who's kind of gone under the radar this the, the first week or two at camp he does that's the thing I mean, we haven't talked about him much yeah you know, and even today when he did have that interception i was like wait a second 
You know, yeah, and I, I know I start, that guy. Yeah, I started remembering when they were playing in one-on-one and things. I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's shown some good things. You kind of forget about him. You kind of honestly, it, you know, of the storylines that we're watching with this team, you kind of forget about the linebackers, you know, mm-hmm. Spe- specifically with this defense, too. I think a lot of people forget about him just because you have a guy in Denzel Perryman who who has just locked down that spot. So you don't really think too much, I guess, about the guys around him or, or how active they're going to be. But that's going to be a key position on this defense as well. So having a guy like Divine in year two that continues to grow and continues to make plays like like that, that's it's huge for this defense. Yeah, absolutely huge. And speaking of guys that have made a lot of plays, granted, on the offensive side of the football, yeah. our pal Hunter Renfro. And we talked with Hunter earlier today, and it was a lot of fun, man. It was just a blast. And you and I were talking. The beauty of Hunter is that he's willing to have fun with you, right? He he's willing to engage in the shenanigans. He gets what we're trying to do. Uh, but we talk a lot of football, too, which is important as well. Yeah, we do. I mean, look, Hunter's a guy that can sit there and talk about just about anything. I yeah. honestly feel like, you know, you, you lob it up to him, and he's going to take it from there. Uh, you know, so always a good conversation, you know, very insightful from him. We talked to him about Devontae Adams as well, having him in that group. I saw yesterday Devontae actually came up to him asking him for some advice on something that he had done. So that relationship is already budding and, and growing into something really cool that I think will pay dividends for both of them on the field. Yeah, and, and, they, and the, excuse me, at the end of the day, that's the goal for this entire fan base, right? That those yeah. two are feeding off of each other. It's a very symbiotic relationship and, uh, and it results in a lot of trips to the end zone. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with friend of the program, Hunter Renfro. SiriusXM puts you inside the Raiders training camp. Catch all the info on the team, plus your music, talk, comedy, and more. Subscribe now and get your first three months free. Be there with the Raiders. And man, we are so excited to be joined by a friend of the program, Hunter Renfro. Hunter, I feel like we get you on at least once every 10 days during camp, but you are always such a good guy. Always happy to come on, and, uh, and we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm excited to... Uh talk about camp and talk about the season coming up. So speaking of camp, so today we got we come off the field, it's 100 degrees, it's hot, it's humid, yeah. it's muggy. I'm sure you feel right at home in that. Yeah. But yesterday, we're brought off the field in a torrential <laughs> day. I mean, it's, I know. like you couldn't have two more opposite days. I know. It felt like the movie Holes, you know, like whenever <laughs> it just starts pouring down rain at the end of the movie. Um, you know, literally as soon as we walked to bring it up at the end of practice, uh, it just started downpouring. And it was weird because I was talking to my wife last night too. And um, when we first got to Vegas, it was like a uh, um, oasis, or uh, not an oasis, but a uh, drought. Sorry, mixed up words there. And it had like not rained forever. And so, you know, we've gotten a little bit of rain the last couple of weeks and it's been good and uh, it's been cool. Justin, it is strange to see it rain. I have been here for about three and a half years, and it's just wild getting used to when it does rain. You know, yeah. the streets flooding, all that stuff. I mean, that that part's always hard to get used to. For yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. it. It gives a good change up during camp. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of camp, we're now 10, 11 days, whatever we are, twelve days into it. Are you at the point now where you still know what day of the week it is? Like, because <laughs> yeah. I, Jesse and I were talking about it, and we lost it about three or four days ago. Yeah. yeah. So no, like I. I forget all the time you know usually my wife will make me go put out the trash friday night i'll remember and then uh mac hollins will wear his do-rags and so his do-rags he'll wear red on sunday Uh, he'll wear like uh navy blue on mondays and um so every day of the week he has a different do-rag that's the only way i can remember uh what day of the week is that's pretty great Mac's an interesting cat you know we've heard some cool stuff about him i know eddie just did something with him as well you know what's your take on him as a whole i know he's got the mac hollins smile all that stuff Yeah, he's got everything. He's got his uh, kind of infomercials on uh, Instagram on Fridays. He's like, you know, this week we're talking end cuts or talking iguanas, whatever it is. So <laughs> he um, he's an interesting guy. He's a great guy, um, great teammate, great guy to be around, you know, knows the playbook real well, and um, just a lot of fun. You know, we go through football 
and you know we have hard practices and we have games but you remember you know your your relationships in the locker rooms and you know the guys you go and do the work with and so you know he's just one of those special guys that you want to cheer for and you want to see succeed and i mean you look at that whole wide receiver room as a whole and, and you know, we've kind of looked at it from the outside looking in but just on paper such a unique talented group in so many different ways mm -hmm. right you got you you got uh, we talked about mag Devonte, obviously it seems like there's a great mix of guys who have been there done that done at a really high level guys on the ascend yeah. and then guys still very much trying to prove themselves as well yeah good mix of older guys younger guys you know middle guys i feel like i'm not an older guy or a young guy right now um but really a good group um and a group that's going to have to you know just compete and you know we we're just at the start of training camp uh we have you know about a month and a half left before we even play a game so a lot of work to do um, a lot of corrections to get fixed and that's just kind of what we're our daily journey on right now and eddie mentioned you know having Devonte adams in that group what's that been like for you? i know you guys bounce ideas off of each other yeah. a lot no he's incredible um you know he's done it for so long and he's been successful for so long um and so just, just being able to go out there every day and, and ask questions, um, just kind of watch his work. Um, it's helped me as a player. I know it's helped all the other receivers as a player, um, as players, and um, hopefully just make us better. You know, you, you look at this offense as a whole, and obviously, you know, Derek is, is the guy under center, the guy that's going to make everything go. How have you kind of seen him kind of take to this Josh McDaniels, or excuse me, this Josh McDaniels yeah. offense? Because yeah. it feels like, you know, for better or for worse, he's learned so many things over his career here in Silver and Black yeah. that I imagine it's a bit of old hat for him just learning completely new systems. Yeah. yeah, and half of it, you know, when you learn a new offense, you got to learn the new verbiage, yeah. but you got to forget the old stuff as well. And so Derek, um, has done a great job of that. You know, he's had different coordinators and stuff throughout his career. Um, but but he's done a really good job of taking command and making it his own. And Coach McDaniels has a, done a great job of explaining it and why we do it and how we do it and how he's done it. And um, and so every day, you know, it's right now we're in the, the work phase and, you know, not everything's perfect, but, um, you know, it, may, it probably never will be perfect, but just trying to get better every day and work out the nuances and Derek's, you know, leading the charge with that. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys have been saying you've been watching a lot of Patriots film and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, Darren Wall, I think, said it was like, you know, Gronk on wild is what he was <laughs> watching out there. Yeah. So for you watching the Patriots receivers, what's really jumped off the page to you and, and how you kind of applied it to now this offense for you? Just how talented they were, you know, um, Jacoby Myers, you know, watching his stuff, you know, obviously Julian Edelman, um, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, those guys. Um, very talented, you know, um, and so just trying to get one little thing every time I watch them, mm -hmm. uh, just, just for me, it's helped just to watch their film and, um, see how they do things and over the course of a game, you know, how they set people up and, and do different things. And so, um, definitely watch a lot of Patriots film, but, uh, kind of making our own as well. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked about how we're kind of in the dog days of camp now. It feels like we've been here for a little bit. It's a bit of Groundhog's Day. But finally, a game coming up for your 2022 yeah. Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday. Uh, and the game aside, right, because, mm -hmm. you know, what happens on Thursday, the starters play, not, you know, really of no consequence. But, like, for you and the crew to go to Canton to enjoy the Hall of Fame, Josh McDaniels has talked about a lot how excited he is to take you guys and, and walk those those quarters. That's got to be pretty cool for the entire collection. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And, and for Coach McDaniels, I mean, his dad coached yeah. right there for so many years. He played in that stadium. And so um, I'm just excited for him to go back and kind of show it to all of us. I know he's he's really excited about it. Um, a lot of tradition, a lot of you know pageantry with that. 
Um, and so I'm just excited to, you know, let everyone experience it around us. Cause I've never been, especially with the hall of fame, I've never been there and just to see the history of it and, um, you know, what it's all about. Is that something that players still like, it's important to players, like guys currently playing to kind of see those busts, to see yeah. everyone, to see the history and understand kind of the, the depth of, of what you guys yeah. are doing. Yeah. Cause you need a healthy perspective, right? You know, you, you, you have to see the people that come before you and, and kind of laid the groundwork and, you know, how it's evolved over the years and um, seeing some of the statues and stuff like that. And so um, I think it, it helps you in the long term because you have a healthy perspective from those things. Yeah, I can only imagine taking in something like that. And for you, you know, what's kind of your approach to the preseason? You know, I know, you know, still kind of waiting to see, you know, how many you guys are actually going to play and for how long. But for you, what's your approach, you know, this first preseason game and all the other ones moving forward? Just to get better every day, you know. Um, I think that's kind of a cliche, cheesy answer. And it doesn't matter if we're out there and, you know, period seven on a Saturday working or it's, you know, third and goal in a preseason game. Uh, our you know mentalities have the best play that play um and so if we do that and we're focused and we have great plays great plays great plays great days one after the other then we'll we'll have you know success along the way and so um for me that's just kind of my mentality for it you know before we get you out of here hunter you know you know me me and you go back a few years now. i'm a very serious hard-hitting kind <laughs> yeah, of guy yeah, right absolutely. when you come up here i'm going to put you on blast yeah. uh we were talking we were looking at the twitter and this is something jesse and i've talked yeah. about for the past couple of weeks the Joey Chestnut, Usain Bolt Good debate. debate. Yep. A great debate. Yeah. Now, Jesse brought up a great point that you've never made your, your kind of prediction public. Yeah. Can I get that from you, Hunter? Absolutely, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Joey Chestnut, I think he can run probably a, uh, what was it, 100 meters? 100 meters, yeah. And probably 15, 16 seconds, right? I would, I would, I would think say that so. he's on yeah, crutches now, but yeah. in his prime. Yeah, when he's, when Both of them in their prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them in their prime. Usain Bolt was what nine and a half Somewhere seconds. Yeah. And so you're looking at five second difference. I think that Joey can eat a hot dog five seconds faster than Usain Bolt. Uh, that's my take on it. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm sticking with. See, I'm glad that that's your argument because that was my argument to my yeah. boss, and he, he disagreed. He said Bolt all day. And I'm like, if he gets a five to six or seven second head start, game over. Exactly. No, no. Joey Chestnut has taken the crown. And <laughs> he's going to be here, I think. Uh, or he was just here uh, July 27th. For, oh, man. Really? Oh, yeah. A little eating that? contest. Yeah, how about yeah, that? Yeah. Asked him. It, it was funny. I was talking to Mac that last night, actually, about some of the great debate. And I think that's what's great about camp, right? You guys are together so much. Oh, it yeah. kind of lends itself yeah. naturally to having these conversations. All right, Joey Chestnut went aside. What do you think the best kind of conversational debate that you guys have had through campus so far? We've had we've had a lot. Um, did Max, you asked Max? Max? I, I, I asked Max, yeah. Or Mac, yeah. you asked Mac. What did he say? He said it was the rattlesnake in the mansion yeah. saga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what an interesting... <laughs> yeah. he, and he has such a bad take on it. See, <laughs> and he told me that he had the best take last no, night. No, he thinks that he, he's going to live in a mansion with a rattlesnake on the loose. There's no chance. <laughs> if I went home to my house and there's a rattlesnake in it, I'm moving. Yeah. I'm not staying there. No way. I don't care how big the house is. I'll stay in a one-bedroom apartment. You know? and, he, and he told me that his rationale was, and I think that he has a bit of a bias because he is a snake guy, right? And I don't think I'm certainly not a snake guy. Mm -hmm. But he told me that his rationale is that rattlesnakes do not bother humans unless taunted. And he's like, essentially, if I got a mansion, I'm going to let the snake do its thing. I'm going to do me, and we're just going to kind of coexist. Yeah, but... Just the thought of maybe that thing being in your toilet. <laughs> exactly. Just, I can't live with it. It's going to be roaming around. I cannot live yeah. with that. One of the other ones that we heard the guys talking about it as well was if you would rather fight a lion on land or an alligator in the ocean or in the water, that is. Yeah, it was it was a lion on land, alligator in the water. 
I'm taking a line on land. They're pro both probably yeah. going to kill me, but I'd rather die on land than be just taken in the water. Yeah, and, you know? and I'm with you. And I, I, you look, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. I'm, yeah. I'm not a great water creature. Yeah. I can swim, but I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. categorize yeah. myself as a like a strong swimmer. So if I have any chance, it's got to be on land. Yeah, gotta absolutely. Be. And you have, you know, Daniel on the lion's den. Like, there's some hope. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hope. You never read in the Bible about an alligator sparing a life. No, that's like, no. That's an incredibly valid point. Those things are monsters. Incredibly valid point. Well, dude, this was so much fun per usual i appreciate you taking some time to entertain our shenanigans yeah. so good luck the rest of camp thank you. good luck in canton good luck the entire preseason we'll talk to you soon all right thank you appreciate it we'll see y'all and a big thank you to our guy hunter ren for hanging out man dude every time we talk to him it's it's a good day at the office huh Jesse? yeah he's always good whether it's here on the podium when he talks to the media always good stuff hunter redfro just gets it he does 100 percent gets it gets it gets it okay we talked about it with hunter a little bit the raiders are finally going to play a game Granted, it's a preseason game, but nevertheless, the Raiders are playing a game and no shortage of storylines as we march into week one of the preseason gesture, I guess technically the Hall of Fame, however we're categorizing it. Uh, the biggest thing for you that you want to see out of the group on Thursday evening is? Yeah, for me, honestly, I'm going to be watching the offensive yep. line. You know, that's that's the battle that, you know, we talked about a bit to open the show. You know, specifically, I'm going to be watching at right tackle, Brandon Parker, Alex Leatherwood, right guard, Dylan Parham, and Lester Cotton. Lester's been the talk of camp, you know, from everyone, whether it's coach, Derek, the other offensive lineman, I mean, he's a guy now I want to see in the game, you know, what he's able to do, you know, in that battle. Uh, you know, and also Parham, you know, he's a guy that has looked good at times. He's been taking his fair share of laps, you know, so I want to see in the game if it's clean. Yeah, and I think for me, the biggest thing, and you kind of touched on it, is the combination of guys. Mm -hmm. Because we've heard from Josh and Dave that, hey, we're going to put the best five out there and we're going to experiment to see what those best five are. And yeah. obviously the Hall of Fame game is the perfect chance to kind of start that experimentation so is there a world in which we see uh, you know brandon parker here and someone else on the inside sure and, and just seeing the different combinations that they run through during the course of that 60 minutes to me is going to be one of the most enlightening things that we get from thursday night yeah well even today we saw brandon parker at left tackle so you know again we talk about it so many times on so many different platforms you know about versatility being the buzzword with this coaching staff and it is going to be. And that's where I think they really are going to experiment with so many different looks because they can. You know, they do have that extra preseason game and stuff. So, you know, I think one thing maybe for Raider Nation to really pay attention to is maybe don't freak out about where guys mm -hmm. are lined up. This is their opportunity to do it in live fire to get a look at what guys can do all along the offensive line to prepare for when, God forbid, somebody will goes down later in the season. And, and I know it's not the sexiest thing, but I'm going to be really interested come Friday morning to look at the snap counts yeah. and see who played and, and for how long. Because, look, I, I would be shocked if we saw Derek or Devontae or any of those guys. Uh, and I know that's disappointing to the fans in some sense. But at the end of the day, like, you don't need to worry about what you're going to have in Waller. You know what you got in Max. Exactly. You know what I mean? You need to figure out those death pieces. The offensive line is probably the biggest thing that you and I are going to be watching. But one thing that I don't think that we have talked enough about, and you and I have, have, are guilty of this as well, who's going to be the backup quarterback? Yeah. Who gets the majority of the burn Thursday night at the Hall of Fame game under center? I, I have no idea. I really don't. I think it's going to be an even split. I think in this one, that's you know, a sellout answer. Come is. on, it's Jesse. So bad. I know. I'm sorry, but I do. I think. I think that if, but from what I've seen in practice, I think Stidham gets the start, and then I think Nick Bolins takes over the second half. You know, I, I don't think we see Garbers at all in this one. No Garbers. Yeah. See, I would almost think the opposite, right? Yeah. Where I would think that you maybe give the young guy, the undrafted guy, a little bit more of a of, of a lead up mm -hmm. because you do have that extra preseason games, and yeah. I think that you know, realistically, if you're Josh McDaniels. Nick Mullen's been in the NFL for a long time. You kind of know what you got in him. He, kn he knows Jared Stidham probably better than anyone else in this building. Good points. 
Let's see what the young guy has, right? Yeah, I, I could see it playing out that way too. I mean, that's when you bring up those points, that's solid. I just, I think early on wants to see, you know, sure. what do these guys have in terms of this battle here. And then as we get closer, you know, and closer, that's where we see Garbers, hey, give the kid more of a shot and see what he can do. And, it, and it's interesting too because, and Josh is kind of, he's kind of touched on it, but I wonder if we could give him the truth serum and, and figure out like, okay, you do have this extra preseason game. Like, how does that change your plan of attack yeah. for this training camp, knowing that, hey, we got 60 minutes more than anyone else, excluding the Jags, obviously. Yeah, and that's massive, especially with a new coaching staff that's trying to evaluate so many different positions and so many people on this team. You noted, look, they know what they have in Darren Waller, in Derek Carr, in Devontae, in Max, you know, in Chandler Jones, even though he's a new face here. Like, you know, they know what they have in those big-name guys. Having that extra preseason game is massive in the evaluation process as they try and trim down. Because let's be real, there's 90 guys on this team right now. They have to trim it down to 53. I mean, that is a ridicu ridiculously difficult task to have to do. So having that extra game, I would imagine, is something that they are thanking their stars for. Yeah, especially, look, you talk about a new staff, still trying to kind of implement your system, your way of doing business. Having that extra game, and, and look, in, in terms of like the very nitty gritty, like you're traveling too. You get, to sh you get to show this team, this is how we travel. This is the expectation of, what happens when we're on the road. This is how we meet when we're on the road. This is how we eat when they're on the road. So I, I think that there's just inherent value in having that extra game for this staff in 2022. Oh, 100%. And this is that's one definitely how Josh and his staff are going to use this. He talked about it yesterday, saying that, like, look, it's been a long time since we've coached. It's been a long time since these guys have played in a real game. And so this is going to be that dry run. And I think the thing that's interesting with this is it's not an NFL city, you know, like they'll yeah. go, you know, in other areas. Uh, during the season. So that's, it's going to be interesting to see maybe, you know, how he goes about it differently. Because for him, too, this is one of those deals where there's a lot of distractions. And it's not a game where a win or a loss really matters, you know, but this is the hometown for Josh McDaniels, the stadium he played at as a kid, you know. So obviously he's going to soak it up because he should. But this is a good opportunity, I think, for him to say, hey, guys, there's all this stuff around the game. This is where we need to concentrate on what we do. And that's something that's been said so many times is the details of this staff. And I think that's a great opportunity for it. And you can, and look, at the end of the day, the, the results of this game doesn't go in yeah. the record book one way or the other. But you can't tell me that the young kid from Ohio doesn't oh. want to go home yeah. and fly back to Vegas with a W. 100%. I mean, look, they're all competitors at the end of the day. I don't care what you're doing, if they're playing you know, Monopoly or whatever yeah. the heck it is. They want to win. So, of course, they want to come out with a dub. You know, they're going to say, you know, anytime you play, you want to get the development and all this stuff right, you know, for the preseason. But at the end of the day, like, they're looking to win this game because that's a feather in the cap. 100%. Last thing before we get out of here, though, another battle that you and I have talked about a little bit, but I'm excited to see actually play out on Thursday night, punt and kick return. Yeah. Who takes those jobs, right? Because those are very much jobs that are open for, uh, open for someone to come steal. Yeah, they are. That one's going to be interesting to see. You know, do we see somebody, you know, break one off, you know, get a oh, decent amount of yards? I would know? love that. Yeah, that was one thing I think we've talked about over the years, just specifically in the kickoff return game. You know, there hasn't been many guys that have done it at a high level over the years and gotten more than, you know, you're a lot of 20 yards, essentially, you know. So uh, I, I'm curious to see if somebody can emerge as an electrifying kick returner from this group. You know, I think punt return, we talked about it. Maybe Hunter Renfro's job, you know, it scales back a little bit more just with what he's going to be asked to do in this offense. You know, so who really steps up 
in that position. That is going to be interesting to watch. You know, uh, one guy we've seen, you know, get some burn back there, obviously DJ Turner, a guy we talk about a ton. But, uh, you know, another guy as well, and Keelan Cole, you know, he's been back there a handful of times as well. So I'm really interested to see what both of them do with that uh, opportunity back there. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Keelan. And we, we talk about there's been no shortage of guys rotating back there to kind of yeah. see what you have. And I think one thing that's really interesting to me is Dave Ziegler is usually in that area, right, where yeah. Dave has a close eye on who's returning kicks, who's returning punts. Because at, at his heart, he's a special teams guy. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of rotation uh, plays itself out on Thursday night. And on that same trend, too, you know, that's a guy that's you know lower in the depth chart in terms of the receiver room if you're able to emerge as a returner that just ups your value your value your versatility you know to be able to make this team so i think that's a big reason probably why dave is down there watching that you know because look that's an important position and if you can do that you're going to get yourself a roster spot you know there's some guys that may not do that that might not have a spot anymore and exactly and you and i talked about it a ton where guys have made really nice long nfl careers out of being stud special teamers yeah there's no shame in that game it's an important part of the uh, of the game it's an important part of roster management and it's something that we will find out. We will learn a lot more about it on Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. Another thing I'm going to be watching on the way out here, too, the running backs, how that rotation okay, yeah, yeah, works. Yeah. We've also seen Zeus, you know, Zemir White back out there at practice. I want to see what kind of burn he gets because he's looked good in the in the little bit of snaps that I have seen from him. And this is great because the next time we talk, we will actually have real legitimate Raiders football to talk about. Uh, no, I don't think we're going to be talking about the car to Devontae connection and all that, yeah. but it'll be great to have, like, tangible things that we can write down and be like, okay, Let's see how this changes from week one to week two in the preseason. I cannot wait. It's, it's an exciting time of the year. It is. And just to see guys in unscripted situations, yeah. you know, like these scripted situations are great, but it's not the same as doing it at a game and live fire, you know. So we're going to be able to talk about how so-and-so handled third and ten, third and whatever it is, or on defense, you know, how they managed to get a stop in the red zone. That's the part that's going to be interesting. And you know there's going to be guys that jump off the tape that maybe we have or haven't noticed at camp. And that's the exciting part because that's where you really start to see some more of these storylines develop. And, and that's, I, I just can't wait. You know, we're going to have football back. Yeah, you know? and the, we were talking about the storylines all reset on Friday morning when yeah. we wake up. And you and I are going to break it all down next week as we keep continuing through the adventure of the, excuse me, of training camp. So for Eddie Pascal, my man Jesse Merrick, Hunter Renfro, who is so good enough to join us for a few, Peyton and everyone else back in control. And we thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy the game Thursday night, and we will see you guys next week for our next edition of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast. Sirius XM puts you inside the Raiders training camp. Catch all the info on the team, plus your music, talk, comedy, and more. Subscribe now and get your first three months free. Be there with the Raiders.